0: Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host Andrew Waterhouse and in today's episode we're taking a look at the cliques that you have at summer camp. So come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Hello everyone and welcome to the 59th episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. In this episode we're taking a look at all the cliques that you can expect to find at summer camp, especially while you're working there. I hope you've had a great week since the last episode where we talked about whether you can do Camp America with a friend. Um, I personally have quite a few updates to share with you all because uh, this week has just been really really good and um, I'd like to share a couple of updates like I normally do with my uh, podcast uh, episodes each week and let's get the big one out of the way shall we so um, many of you know especially the regular listeners uh, that this, this podcast is a supporting sort of act to the book that I wrote while working at summer camp and when I say book it was the diary that I kept while volunteering at summer camp so it goes from everything to being the new face at summer camp and making friends and uh, learning to work with my co-worker and uh, the kids onslaught that comes over to summer camp and then travels around uh, like the summer camp area that I was working in which was Atlanta uh, to having intercession to having a second batch of kids and then the travels around summer camp and uh, after summer camp too so there's a really exciting thing that I think uh, the world should really have a little insight to because summer camp is such an exclusive club and I think many people know many others who have actually done summer camp and it's always those that thing of the haves and the have-nots and those that have been to summer camp I think uh, this sort of book i've been writing which is also called there's no place like summer camp by the way um i hope the book will really represent what it's actually like to be at summer camp and capture that magical feeling of what it's like to be over there independent traveling the world getting to know a new culture making new friends it's really heavy um which moves me on to the actual update. So the book is really heavy. There's quite a lot of content in there. And recently we, ha- we were discussing the editor situation, and I had to keep a little bit hush hush around it a little because I was still trying to make my mind up around a few things and uh, sorting out contracts and finances and that sort of that sort of thing. Um, this week, however, I have a really great update to share, which is that I actually have an editor and they will be working on the book um throughout august to really polish and refine the book get it up to the best possible standard it can and they're gonna take it and just really make it have a punch so i'm really excited to actually pass the project over to my editor now because um, i think this has been a project that i've been working on for pretty much five years i would say um It's been a diary, of course, that I wrote at summer camp, so it really is quite personal and um, maybe like from a first-person perspective. Um, But what it really needed was the editing process, which I have been doing for the past five years, that could make it... um, translate well to a general audience so it has things like um speech and it has things like descriptions of what people look like and what they sound like that wouldn't really be in a normal diary entry but it does really stay true to what the diary had as well as what it was like to be at summer camp so um It's really been a massively painstaking process, to be honest, and it's really been like a a project that's really made me grow. And especially when you see uh, different versions of your book go from like the alpha, the really early first draft to what it is now just reading it myself I can see like night and day the difference between where the book used to be and where it is now and it got to the point recently I'd say in the last maybe six months or so where I felt that I've taken it as far as I possibly can I've created I think let me just count seven different drafts of the book where I've literally gone through it myself and with other people and having like beta readers so to speak just give it a read and have feedback and that lets me like work on it refine it make sure it like flows properly and people aren't just suddenly popped up into the book without a massive like a proper introduction sort of thing so it's really great to finally have to part like have an editor on board and pass that baton over to them and hopefully they will see things that I never did because obviously that's what I'm paying them for so we have an editor um It's a really exciting thing, to be honest, because I've always wanted to launch it in September, which I believe is like it tends to be the normal um, month that applications for the next year really start. Of course, in 2020, it's been such a chaotic year that I am... a little confused as to whether September would be the best month to release it because obviously they uh, opened the applications for 2021 quite a few months back because of the lockdown and how many of the applicants for 2020 have actually struggled to get over to America this summer as well so it's a crazy year um I hope to God that um, I can actually get it out this year Um, it's looking like September but like I say the editor has the project uh, with them now and they said they'll get it back to me at the end of August which leaves me with a very little amount of time to make sure that I'm happy with all the edits and um, there's nothing glaringly obvious that's missing or um you know to help collaborate together on what should be a really engaging book both for those that have been to summer camp and want to reminisce about um, how their summer camp compares as well as people who have never been to summer camp and are really intrigued as to whether they want to go themselves or perhaps what they missed out on. So, that's the first update I have for you guys. It's really exciting. Um, like I say, it's still aiming for September release. Um, I shall obviously keep you updated on the podcast uh, first. This is like my main outlet of marketing at the moment. We do also have there's no place like summercamp.com where you can pre order the book if you like. And I shall obviously be posting updates there as well. Once the editor has actually finished with the book, that's not really the final stage of the publishing process. There's still quite a lot of stages to go with, um, say, like a book cover design and um, other bits where I have to register an ISBN. There's loads of little things that only until you're an actual author trying to do something with uh, some spare time that you have that you actually have to like jump into these sorts of things but i have my fingers crossed that september is a realistic date that could be set for its release um but of course i'll keep you guys updated it's a very exciting time the other update i have for you guys and i like to keep you guys updated as to not only like the summer camp sort of thing but also personal life and um getting to know the person behind the book, getting to know the person behind the podcast is uh, I like to bring in my own updates from my personal life and this week I have landed myself a new job and that's really crazy because obviously I don't do podcasting full-time, I don't do writing full-time, I'm not a full-time author or anything like that and if if you thought that by listening to my podcasts and Uh, hoping that this book was going to be absolutely incredible I really hope it is by the way Um, I'm not a full-time author I'm not a full-time podcaster I think that's pretty obvious but what I normally do outside of podcasting is IT support and it's been a job that I've had for I would say I'm looking at just over five years, probably six at this rate. And the reason that I've been in IT support all this time is primarily around summer camp, funnily enough. So, when I graduated from university, I got a first class honours in computer science. And normally, you would expect any sort of degree to get you like a really premium job. But over the course of time, it feels like that I've kind of been missold how important a degree is to an extent. Sure, it's really good to like look back on and be really proud of the work that you put into it, and it's probably one of the most proud things I've done, where um, I managed to turn around a potential two-two degree, which is basically like a D grade for those that haven't been to university and don't really know what I'm talking about. Uh, I turned that into a first degree which is basically an a like the highest you can get uh, over the course of a year and it was really hard work and um I, you know it shows a lot of dedication when you turn something like that around and especially that i can put on my cv proudly and say like yeah i've got like the best possible uh, computer science degree um but with that degree um obviously it's, it's touched upon in the book in the first summer that I actually find my results out while at summer camp so there's a little teaser for the book right there but while I'm at summer camp I come to realize that I really want to return for a second summer so I'm in this dilemma where I've just graduated from university and I've just traveled to Camp America have an absolute blast and I want to return for the second summer however I'm under the real um I'm on I'm, I'm not under the impression that I have to go back to the real world so I have to like balance like whether I want to you know what what am I going to do career-wise in between now and the second time that I go to summer camp so it's a really tricky situation and um, it's not really addressed in the book because obviously it only covers the summer camp part but shortly after um Finishing summer camp and returning home after all the travels and things. Um, I gave myself some a little bit of time before applying for jobs and getting back into the normal world. And I landed a job at a school as an IT technician. And working at a school, it was absolutely great. I really had some great times there. And the reason I worked there was because I'll be able to take the summers off to go and travel Camp America for a second summer again. So... Over the course of time, as I've moved cities, moved homes, um, you know, grown in experience as well, um, it seems to be that I've maybe pigeonholed myself as well as uh, recruiters pigeonholing me into only IT support positions. So six years later, I still have a very similar um position as to what I had six years ago and it's not the end of the world because obviously with every uh, job change that I've had I've been getting extra money extra benefits and bonuses and uh, certifications and exposure to different technologies um but over the course of six years especially when I'm trying to apply for more creative jobs more fulfilling jobs, um, it tends to be the recruiters look at my CV and say yeah you haven't really got the credentials to do that unfortunately so um, it's it, it can really put a downer on things but um, in my spare time I've always been doing like web development sort of things and that's obviously shown with there's no place like summer camp being one of the websites I created and yeah it's, it's really been a hobby of mine in a strange sort of way that I actually enjoy web development and it wasn't something that was actually a, like taught at university at all but I feel like web development is a sort of um, place where you can ex- uh, express yourself well and um, have something creative to show and a project to show after you've poured loads of hours into it rather than in it support where you can do a load of hard work and all you have to show for it is a closed ticket so it's a completely different uh, environment to work in and basically this week I, I landed myself a web design job and that's pretty crazy because it's still not really settled in because it's been something that I've always had as a spare time sort of thing. I've always been t- teaching myself web design and web development, using loads of technologies, having loads of different websites and building a portfolio and then going to employers and creating them new intranets and new websites. And it's I seem to get like a kick out of making these websites. And that really came across in the interview that I had recently with my new employer and I managed to land the job. So... Um, I'm actually recording this on the Saturday before I've actually even handed in my notice to my current employer. But I'm very excited to hand that in and um, turn away from a job that can be a little, uh, shall we say, unfulfilling. So those are my updates for this week. Uh, I've, I hope you've had similar, if not um, positive, weeks since the last podcast. Um, of course I like to keep you guys updated and uh, yeah uh, I know a lot of you out there will be happy for me and uh, especially the editor side of things that's pretty exciting I think and as we're starting to reach that finish line Um, but the job front is really great I'm really excited to start the the new place and have something creative a creative outlet and uh, like I say do something that actually fulfills Uh, how I feel about where I want to take my career and having that first step on the ladder is probably the hardest to get okay so that was pretty long update into uh, what's been happening this week but like I say I really feel like that adds a lot of personality behind the podcast so I hope you enjoy in this week's episode we are taking a look at the cliques of summer camp and summer camp is full of cliques And if you don't know what cliques is, because I for sure one didn't uh, when I first went to summer camp, a clique is basically a collection of people like a very secluded group of people that don't really let anyone in. And it's just how people divide themselves while in a summer camp bubble. This is all about those so what types of groups do you get at summer camp and uh, especially from a uh, staff volunteer side rather than uh, any other. So let's begin. The first clique of summer camp at least in my summer camp was the specialist and counsellor divide. Now this is whether you have those sorts of positions at your summer camp but I very much found that the Divide between the specialists group and the counselor group to be very stark. It was very obvious to see. Um, most of the friends that people made were in either the specialist group, when you're surrounded by specialists and you're a speci- specialist yourself, or a counselor, where it would be like the counsellors always knew each other and that sort of thing So uh, and obviously worked together as well. So of course this depends on whether your camp actually has them but in my case it did have that divide. A lot of camps actually merge the two positions so you could be a counsellor uh, certain hours of the day and then later on in the day teaching the kids something as well. So um, that was a definite divide that I found at my summer camp if you had that as well feel free to let me know there's no place like summer camp you can get in touch there's no place like summer camp.com shall i say between these divides of specialists and counsellors you actually get more divides as well such as you get the international divides okay so uh One thing that was really prominent at my summer camp was the Brits and of course I'm a Brit so I fully uh, submerged myself in the Brits group and this was just a collection of Brits that felt familiar together rather than always being spread apart and I think that's a really natural thing that you can expect to see at a summer camp. We we had these railies that both summers were really cliquey, and uh, they'd like to speak their own language, which was Hebrew, often. And uh, us Brits would often gather together and kind of find it amusing to look on at the um, culture and the change of environment that we found rather strange at first, and then gradually over time, we found ourselves rather. I don't know, at ease, I guess, or comfortable with the uh, traditions of being in a religious summer camp. So those international divides are very stark at summer camp. I wouldn't say it's um, on any sort of like offensive sort of level. It's more like that's the familiar people that you're um, you're with. And these sorts of cliques also really help to bed really good friendships so a lot of the closest friends I made for instance were the Brits Uh, a lot of them I still have on Facebook and uh, occasionally meet up with and I think especially when they're in your own country you have a better chance of keeping like a better relationship like a better friendship a better longer term friendship um, when you're in the same country and you can obviously meet up after summer camp ends as well. One of the uh, smaller cliques that I found working at a summer camp was actually more on a personal level because I I was a part of this as well. And this is the groups who arrived on the same bus or plane to your summer camp, and I think everyone pretty much remembers their first experience of either flying into a new uh, a new state by themselves or um, being driven in like by a bus into your summer camp I definitely remember my first day it was I I still remember it like it was yesterday and it's like such a foreign experience but such a, a growth growth worthy experience I don't know if that's the correct term but it really makes you grow as a person when you're in a different continent to anyone else you ever know and you're trying to make some new friends and when you're all on the same bus together or you're you've caught the same plane together that's a really good way to get really close to people because you were both together when you were feeling the most foreign you've ever felt so I actually became really close with a friend at summer camp and she happened to be a Brit because Um, we both caught the same flight from New York to Atlanta in the book she is called Sarah so you should see uh, how our friendship blossoms uh, when we both catch the same flight and then bus into summer camp it really makes you close together now so far the cliques of summer camp have all been around the staff and It's obvious to say that it's not only the staff that have these cliques because of course the campers have their own. So let's dive a little into those. First of all is the school that these kids go to. Of course they don't have jobs, they don't have anything of the real world yet but what they do have is school friendships and these are Uh, these obviously translate into summer camp as well so if they uh, have all gone to the same school together it's more than likely they could be friends and more than likely when at summer camp they're all going to go and meet those friends and have like the time of their lives together so that's a real clique that um, tends to form within the campers I would say Another clique that the campers can have is whether the parents are actually friends and you always have those people that, especially when you're, say, my age, 27, nearly 28, my birthday's not too far, guys, um, where you look back and you're this sort of age and you're like oh I was only really friends with this person because my mum and their mum was really close and it just meant that I would often go around the house play with their toys play stupid games and that sort of thing and that really translates to campers nowadays too when their parents are friends often campers make their own friends between them another one ...of these cliques that the campers can form... ...is how many years they've spent at summer camp. And this is one that I would say you have to be wary of and we'll move on to that in a little sec so the amount of years that people have spent at summer camp um of course it's gonna like bring people together because you're gonna have more memories shared between you and you're gonna have more experience to reminisce on and growth together as you've gone from being one of the youngest units at summer camp into the one of the more like experienced and know knowing what's going on and the more years that a couple of people have had as they go into uh summer camp the more they're going to be close and the more they're going to be like i don't know maybe perhaps harder to form friendships with which we touched upon in the previous episode whether you can go to camp america with your friends as a as a uh, volunteer similar to uh, the kids because when they obviously go to summer camp year after year after year with the same friends it's going to be they're going to go with what they're familiar with which is obviously normal and a human thing to do what i was referring to earlier though was the uh, you have to be wary of these cliques that campers form because where you have cliques between campers it can lead to exclusion and bullying in some cases you have to look out for these sort of things when you're especially a counselor surrounded by the kids all the time you want to make sure that the kids are all involved and they're all having a good time and no one's left out and sometimes it can even be like subconscious like especially when a group of campers have been coming years and years and years and then there's a new kid and he's trying to come into that friendship group that's been there for so many years but the group are so used to each other that they kind of just ignore that person without even realizing it so as a counselor that's your real probably one of the hardest things to do is to bring your cabin together bring your unit together and make sure that everyone's involved and everyone's having a good time and finally we'll bring this back around to the staff And this one relates to what we just spoke about. You can have cliques at a a volunteering level where it depends on how many years of summer camp experience these volunteers have. So obviously, the more that you've been to summer camp, the more familiar you are going to be with other people who have been coming back year after year after year. And that's just human, normal things uh, to expect. And yeah, yeah. I think we've pretty much addressed the cliques of summer camp. So we're coming up to the half an hour mark here. Um, I want to uh, leave the door open as to what the next episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp is going to be next week. Um, And just before I explain that, I just want to make sure that um, I say, if you do enjoy this podcast, please rate and subscribe Uh, on your podcast platform of choice whether that be iTunes I don't think Spotify actually supports that sort of thing but you can subscribe to the podcast if you are listening to Spotify where every week you'll be alerted to new episodes that drop each Tuesday and if your podcast platform does support rating it please do I'm really looking forward to seeing your reviews maybe on iTunes or any other of those podcasting apps it really does help out So back to what I was saying earlier about next week's episode Um, I want to go back to the drawing board to some degree with how these episodes are recorded and um, the themes for each week I'm starting to think that as the book is nearing its release it may be better to start diving into the book a touch where we can go into more personal stories perhaps rather than these buzzfeed type of Uh, episodes where we just talk generally about camp now I have to be careful with this before promising anything that's potentially like spoiler worthy because obviously I don't want to just tell you everything that's happened at my summer camp and I think there's plenty of discussion that can be had around summer camp without having to dive into my diary if you know what I mean. I think these episodes so far have been great, and I've really enjoyed uh, recording them, but I just want to see whether there's any other sort of uh, foundational level of episode types than just doing lists of things like BuzzFeed type articles. So um, it's going to be a tricky one. I'm not sure what the next episode will be. Um, I want to have a think about that. So mystery episode next week we shall see uh, how that goes down um like I say I'm not promising anything but I do want to see if I can tap more into maybe the personal side of things maybe try and find someone to be interviewed so if you would like to be interviewed around your summer camp experience feel free to get in touch there's no place like summer camp.com you can also tweet me at andreww09 and Andrew is spelt A N D R Z uh, 0 9 Oh, that was a mouthful. Every time I say that Twitter handle, I really struggle. Uh, If you don't have Twitter... And you don't want to go on the website. We do actually have an Instagram as well. And that is There's No Place Like Summer Camp. And that's all one word. If you want to go check us out, follow us, hit us up. It would be really cool to get more people on the pod. And uh, hear everyone's summer camp experiences. So anyway guys, like I say, please rate and subscribe if you enjoy this. I shall see you next Tuesday. Bye.